got with me today DJ. I hooked a, got a hippie from the show, and, and I'm dressed <laughs> like one, and we're, we're going to have a blast. No, but before we get started, I want to thank everyone who's been watching, listening, and just everything. I appreciate everyone reaching out to me, and it, I don't know. I just appreciate making this happen. But um, today, I wanted to actually get started with talking about addictions and just kind of myself personally, a time addiction, I think, is the biggest one afflicting me. Um, I mean, do you ever just get stuck on Reddit for like three hours? Not three hours, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, especially like in the lulls between doing things and performing the tasks we have in our life. Um, it's easy to get stuck looking at something when you just open it for a second and you start scrolling. It is. But the most fucked up part is that they're designed to be like that. You know, like if you're an app developer, your whole goal is to be like, all right, I want to hook these people and like suck as much time and energy out of them as I can. Yeah, it's like the the infinite scroll and the constantly like refreshing page as you're as you're viewing the content. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, I don't know how how the internet should be made, but it should be more of like a calculator where you look at it and you're like, that's boring as fuck, <laughs> but it can do what I need it to, rather than like, man, I'll play on a calculator. Because I don't know. I mean, video games aside, I think where video games are gonna head in terms of VR and just being able to go into a a float tank with headset on and just kind of stop being yourself for a while like i think that'll be really helpful for a lot of people yeah yeah it could be potentially therapeutic um but it could also be you know the exact same and it just depends on who's developing the content and with what intention they have yeah very true i don't know the intention of any video games just to entertain you but along those lines i kind of had that thought a while ago of like you know, everyone's like, oh, man, if we die, we go up and, you know, we merge with God or the energy or whatever it is. And I'm like, man, maybe if that's a really stressed out person who's just like playing a video game of being all of us at the same time to like to, to pretty much be the same thing why we'd go into VR video games. I'd say that's that's something that is easy to imagine. Um, it could even be so much as you know like one entity is simulating the entire human experience in some sort of world that they created i mean this could be attempt like you know a million and one or something like that attempt for what though what would they be attempting oh i don't know just to just to get away from being an anxious god they can do i mean because they can i don't know you know when you when you open that door and you question that thought i mean it's hard to really really consider all of the possibilities it's a little bit beyond our you know our comprehension yeah i don't know i think i mean there's there's the thought that it's like okay someone's out there mining creativity in the same way that you'd mine bitcoin where you run a system and out of it you'd get like the works of shakespeare and the works of me no i'm kidding the works you know like the 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 great quentin tarantino's new movie and stuff it's like you're mining authentic creations just as like you'd mine bitcoin or I think you could do it as maybe whatever the source energy is just got bored and want to like, there's that whole Alan Watts idea of um, you, if you had, you could do anything in the entire universe, eventually you'd play a game where you'd win and it's super easy to cut forward. And then you play a game where you might not win, but then you still win. And then you play one for, forget you're playing a game, you know? So we could be in that. I think there's a lot of different options. I don't know. I don't like when people and guests especially are like, who knows? Who am I to say? Because I'm like, I don't know. No one, no one is to say, which is why I think we should. I mean, no, there's no harm. I'm, I'm more yeah. of, you know. 
And you you say that because you want my opinion, but uh, my opinion is that, I mean, you can spend all of your time imagining like every possible. What do you have an opinion? Outcome. What what's something that you no, have a strong I, I, opinion I do, on? I have opinions that this is an experience that is also part of what the experience is. I mean, I have no doubts about that. There's there's lots of evidence to support that idea, but um you know, it's it's hard to say whether it's a game or it you know if it is a game that's of any use to anyone also like you could also it could be a game that you made that you designed and then once you started it you lose the memory of creating it Mm -hmm. it's like that'd be probably be my general consensus of it but okay if if we if you want to get off off uh more esoteric things what's something that you have an opinion on like if you hear someone bring up like to use a really easy example, like I'm against gay marriage, like you'd obviously confront that person, you know? Do, yeah, do you have what, what are some stances that you have for your like, you know, I'd actually confront someone and try to change someone's mind on that. Um, I would definitely say there, there's a, well, it depends. You ask that question and I immediately feel like it's like, sort of designed to be political, but I don't really hold a whole lot of political opinion. I'm pretty centrist in that in that regard. Um, I was meaning, I mean, someone could come up to you being like, man, marijuana, like, you know, like anything, like literally any topic. People just have like all these preconceptions that have been kind of put into them from propaganda from since they're mm-hmm. born. But then if you like learn something, like, you know, you're like, you know what, I kind of want to share that with people. Um, I have lots of them. I, I think... Plastic, single-use plastic should be entirely outlawed. Yeah. Um, I think what? I think that would benefit many different industries, but... Um, Do you work at a store that has single-use plastic? Oh, absolutely. Are you trying to make an impact there? Because that's a rough place. I'm like, I, I love mean, Trader Joe's and stuff, but... There are uh, alternatives, you know. I always tell people... If people ask me where bags are, I always show them the paper bags. Because nice. um, at least those are recyclable. And then we have reusable bags as well um you know they're like the mesh kind and then there's also a plastic type of reusable bag which i would say is less uh oh a less appealing alternative than something the ones recyclable. that like fold up into themselves but then you always forget those no not that kind it's like designed to store your food well like keeping it the most fresh or something like that right okay. it absorbs some of the ethylene gas that yeah. produce off off puts yeah the more i've been thinking about it, the more it doesn't even make sense in terms of you see how many plastic bags are at one store being used every day right and then you're like holy cow how are there millions and millions of stores out there yeah you know yeah and i think i think as a part of that issue you know i'm i'm talking about like stopping it now but i i also believe that we should investigate more into um some of like the microbiological possibilities for eradicating some of that waste do you think Um, that's a possibility oh absolutely there's already several strains of fungus that will uh fully metabolize various types of hydrocarbons like oyster mushrooms will break down um lots of different industrial chemicals that are pretty complex like um i don't know structures i guess into something 
they, they metabolize it in a way where all of the individual like compounds that were in these materials are processed into something that is completely unrecognizable and edible. That'd be pretty cool. So it's like so then it probably comes down to a scale and a money problem. I would say I don't think that's the case. I would say it's just not really accepted. Like it's probably looked down upon despite, you know, evidence of its success. That's crazy. Um, I don't believe that. It probably costs a lot. It, it must cost a lot of money. Otherwise, wouldn't these... I mean, there's tons of groups trying to push for things like that, you know? Yeah, I think it's just that there's companies making money off of things, and they're fighting to keep it the way that it is because they benefit from it. That's a rough place to be. I don't know. The more... the more, So I've started kind of writing a book just to get my thoughts on paper because I'm like, I don't know. Unless someone challenges your thoughts and you, or you challenge your own or something, like you kind of go down a pathway. It's 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 such a malleable thing that you don't really right. like have right. it down. So I'm like, one of the things that I think I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, oh, what were we even talking about? Just plastic and, and waste and stuff. Anyway, yeah, no, making money plastic. off stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think even outside like the traditional like healthcare and education should be free. Like I honest to God think our taxes should be higher as long as it did go to things like making sure everyone has a house and some food, you know, like necessities, food and water rather than. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I've, I've been a, a strong uh, supporter of the idea for um, universal basic income since the first time I heard of it. I mean, if you consolidated like all of the money that we're using for benefit programs for people who are um, oh, less fortunate and or struggling or something happens in their life like you could i mean you could support yeah you would be saving money like if you were to house instead of spending the money trying to deal with homelessness if you were to house every homeless person you would be saving money compared to what you're spending right now just trying to deal with it as the way that it is um Universal basic income, I believe, would would be a pretty pretty strong push forward for people. I think that and I think it could actually be cheaper than what we're oh, spending yeah. right now. Oh well, yeah. Well, the biggest thing is that people say the current systems are like a glass ceiling, where as soon as you make a job that makes anything more or something, you lose it all. So exactly. you're incentivized yeah. to stay down. Yeah. Whereas UBI would almost be like a, a building block that you can you know use as a foundation, right, so you don't right. have to worry. But then I've heard the counter argument to that is that if you can start voting for people who will give you more money, where does that end? Like, what if, you know, like Andrew Yang wins and he's like, all right, everyone gets a thousand dollars a month. And then well, I mean, four years later, someone else runs like he's running for a reelection on the same platform. But someone else is like, you know, what? I'll give everyone two thousand dollars a month. I think if the money is coming from tax dollars paid by, you know, U.S. commerce and and all of our industries, um then the only the only way it could ever get worse than anything we have right now is if you get to a point where basically like where all of the money is coming from is about half and at that point you was about half of what about half of what it is right now because i mean the money's got to come from somewhere i think i think it would take a really long time for it to get because it's tax dollars you know it's money being funded through money being paid into the system 
it's it's basically just like a cycle of currency in order for that to become an issue i don't i don't think that would be an issue until i mean like say all of the money supporting it is coming from us tax dollars and you solely use what we're using for the united states military to fund it i don't think you would run into any issues of people getting too much money from the government via universal basic income until the military's budget was at like 15 to 20 percent of what it is right now yeah and what, and, what, what and, repercussions would that even have i mean i don't see how it could negatively impact anything you know like the, i i understand your your argument about the um politicians basically buying votes but at the same time like you know it, they're they're what they're doing in their structures doesn't matter if people can afford to live their lives like what they're doing in this construct that they've built for us to live in mm -hmm. is completely irrelevant to how we live our lives as long as we have the power to direct our life in the way that we want if you have if you have the means to support your lifestyle, then what someone says you can do doesn't mean anything, you know, like... Unless you get thrown in a cage for doing something that's illegal, even though it doesn't hurt anyone. But at the same time, like, if, if someone's goal is to, like, go live off of their own land, completely mm. away from everything, and they're not doing anything to harm anyone, and they're completely confined and content, yeah. I mean... I don't think anyone's even going to recognize that they're off doing that. I think everyone will Well, where would you peace. build it? You'd have to build it in some place like Alaska. Otherwise, you'd have to pay. Uh, but if you're paying for it anyway, like if you're using uh, the money that you're receiving through universal basic income, you know, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I don't know. Um, I, I don't see any issues of ha people having more money. No. Know, I, that's... Not at all. And I think the biggest thing, like, I mean, I heard that, like, something against anyone who hears anything against something like redistribution of wealth has got to just be propaganda by people whose money would be redistributed. Exactly. You know, and that's none of us. That's yeah. none of the voting people. Well, that's, that's less than, like, that's probably less than 5% of the population. Oh, my God. Be like... Which... At, at that point like why does their voice mean anything i know that's See, a big thing is like should like, there be a maximum wage instead of minimum wage like or not like exactly like capped but like there's talks i mean there is talks of capping the ceo wage you know nationally it's like if you're a ceo of a company you could only potentially make x number of dollars and i'm sure there would be some um state level but here's the thing that comes caps. out of that is like yeah i think that's a good thing for the majority of wealthy people who just accrue it and keep it but then people like elon musk and people who are genuinely pushing humanity toward the goal of progressing technology i'm like you know what i want him to make more. like mm -hmm. i want people some people to have more money or like yeah. you know but how do you know that's not you know like how do you know that's elon musk's goal i mean <sighs> I, his goal is to die on mars yeah you know? that's like he doesn't give a fuck about earth I know that's a weird thing, but, but it brings it to the goal of like what is humanity, and I'd be—I think it's something along the lines of progressing technology. Oh yeah, it would definitely progress technology and what we understand about putting ourselves on another planet, for sure. Um, and that—I mean—that has its own benefits, but I don't think that's the only reason he's doing it. You know, he's got to have personal motives. Like, there's got to be something driving him to do it, and I—I I doubt that has too much regard for but once you have everything humanity. what would be your drive you know like if you had everything you don't have to worry about money or any of the traditional 
things that people crave in the I guess life. that's true. I mean, and that's how I feel right now. I'm just saying not everyone feels the same way as yeah, I Yeah, and that's what, exactly what I was saying, where I'm like, I don't want most people to be making $100 million because I'm like, you're just yeah. hoarding it at that point. Or like the whole, uh, ta- what is it called, tax loophole, where like Apple and Amazon don't pay taxes because they send it through to an Irish bank account because they technically own the patents. Like, that's not okay, you know? I don't know. There's a whole lot. Once you start talking about like the world scale, Mm-hmm. It, you can almost get lost in it because I mean I, th- I think the way to change it would be like the, th- the best way to change single plastic would be to like really get all your employees at your store to be in like hey we don't want single use plastics here anymore but that almost seems unreasonable yeah and depending on where you are and how hard you push for it you might just end up without a job yeah especially in the US so why would you be pushing for banning single use plastics if you think there's a way to get rid of them wouldn't you just be pushing for the way to get rid of them instead of banning them? Um, well, I don't think it's good to be generating those those compounds. I don't think it's. I don't think the production but itself. All those mushrooms of, are going to be hungry. We need to make some more plastic for them. There's so many things we could feed them. <laughs> that's the that's the point. Is like they'll eat anything. You yeah. know, like they're just deconstructing carbon and hydrogen. And yeah. I see that, and I think actually what what you're kind of bringing up is the better argument to make in terms of stopping pollute like because everyone's like you can argue climate change like yeah it is something that the world does just change over time but yes humans are also adding to it so the sense that both of them are right you can never actually argue it but you can't argue the fact that like we are polluting our environment right to the point where our kids have toxins in them by the time they come out of the womb and stuff like right yeah you know the that- average american consumes fifty thousand pieces of microplastic a year good i'll start just eating mushrooms in there <laughs> eat them inside you no but uh but yeah anyways so so there's other things too it's not just mushrooms like what worms super bugs yeah super worms will eat um styrofoam you know i heard about that on the news a long time ago but then you never hear more about it i don't know it, it's to it, the point where i don't really I mean, believe the news anymore i haven't tried it but i'm i want to uh Wait, like you can make your own superbug? Well, you no superworms. They're like a type of nightcrawler that you can buy at like a pet shop. They, mm. It's like what you feed. You know, it's like live worms that you would feed like a snake or a bird or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. So then you'd like separate it out, and one whole landfill would be styrofoam full of these nightworms in it. That'd be dope. As long as they're mm-hmm. they're whatever they metabolize it down into isn't bad. Eventually, uh, so they have to process it several times, but they will they will just keep eating it until it's broken down. But it's I mean it's basically like compost at that point. It's like you could use it to grow plants. Yeah. All right. Speaking of compost and waste and all this shitty things, what <laughs> is uh, and back you know just come bringing ball back to addiction and just like real lives. What's uh have you have you dealt with any sort of addictions in your life? Hmm mostly um i mean mostly screen time you know that's been probably the biggest one that doesn't doesn't take like a physical impact you know yeah doesn't um what well, kind of does i mean it's, it's probably like back pain and neck pain yeah and stuff that's like true that. Less i think sleep. it just depends you know if you're conscious of it and you're like paying attention to your habits you're not though that's the but, definition of being addicted right. to screen time but the whole yeah. thing is like you can almost justify it to yourself and be like you know what i'm learning stuff or i'm enjoying time by laughing and stuff but it's like i don't know where it's gonna go because all these companies are gonna make it more and more addicting and what's the end of, like what is their end goal do they just want you on a computer all day 
being a consumer, but then where's the workforce? Like, I think we need to focus on productivity and just having the internet be like the super encapsulated time. I don't know. It's such a weird place to be like, try to try to think of where the internet should go. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, you know, everything, everything fans out in a similar form, like everything is constantly spreading and as it spreads like it's dividing off it's like it's constantly fractaling out from the source yeah but i think it's always going to go in every direction you know there's like but there's always gonna be a central key that it's run by a couple big it's run by money essentially are you talking about the internet or the way we access it are you talking about like like isps what's the comcast oh good point or are you talking about? Wait, can like, you not get on the? Oh, I guess you'd have to buy it from somewhere, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Something I've never even there's, considered. There, so there's, uh, there's been several projects. There's one called. Well, I don't know what the name of it actually, but it's, it's basically like each person's like, device, like say their PC or their laptop or their smartphone, um, is a hub, and it's also like, you know, so it's like, putting it out, but it's also receiving it, and anyone nearby can like who's part of it can access it and the idea is that it's like individual devices rather than like large like server farms okay and stuff like that so like right now basically like the way google has data is that they put data on these giant things that hold their memory you know they in a, in a server farm basically and you know they they just like have it there saved and then that way when you search for something they're just like okay we can find it like instantly you know it brings up a good point of people always argue like the the loss of privacy and stuff that we're being tracked but and and on one side i totally understand like we're being tracked so they can make money so that they can pay for those server farms but on and on also you know also to add to that and i'm not just some corporate shill but to add to that i'd rather get commercials for things that i'd actually buy like more plants and shit rather than a new car like like i think the biggest reason people don't like advertisement is because it's seen as a waste of time like hey i don't eat fast food why are you trying to sell me burger king for the 10th time this month Mm -hmm. like get the message you know and i almost think the more that we're us and our habits are tracked the the less time will be wasted because like if a new microphone comes out that's like 10 times better than this i would like to be advertised it you know like Mm -hmm. i think that should be the goal of advertisement yeah to the point where I think instead of them tracking you, you should almost like Google should have a system where you can go in and you can be like, I'm interested in microphones, plants, good tables or a new bed, like everything you're kind of in the market for. And then instead of them like giving the money to the ad companies that kind of like track it and stuff, they just send some of the money back to you or something. Or you can just, you know, do it without getting tracked. I don't know. It all comes down to transparency and the laws just can't keep up with it. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it is the laws are a part of it. You know? Yeah. I mean, do, the do you... government wants access to that data. And that's a weird place to be. Do you yeah. mind being tracked? What, what, what is your thought on the, the loss of privacy? I think it would be uh, more beneficial not to be if nobody was. But I think being tracked now and keeping my phone at least like in the you know general location of where i am um is less like it sticks out less than if i was trying to avoid it i mean i mean track like your online footprints like so 
I, something that happened the other day. I'm like, um, my my concept of why the Jewish people have been persecuted throughout time is because uh, they killed Jesus. And then, you know, all Christians and people don't like them because they killed Jesus. And someone's like, that's not true. And then I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll look up, you know, like, why do, why do people hate Jews? And I'm like, you know what, I'll get put on a list. And that's mm-hmm. a kind of weird idea that, like, you can... Well, but it's not... You have the idea of a list, or the idea of, like, an individual list is, is sort of misleading. Um, as far as things like that go, like the you know, Homeland Security and, like, the FBI and all of these governing bodies, there's basically just one list. Mm. And it's basically just, like, a list of every American citizen. Pause. That's so weird. This shut off. Huh. Oh, it's because I didn't turn the, the, the thing on. We're going to keep it going. I'm okay. do this super quick. That's so funky. I forgot to turn the fan on. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what camera I'll use for this time. But now we're back in action. You're looking beautiful. All right, that never happened. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, wh- where were we at? <laughs> so we're talking about like being on a list. Um, yeah. There isn't. There isn't really like separate. You know, multiple different lists. There's pretty much just one. And when you're being tracked, they're probably using similar, if not identical, algorithms to to calculate how much of a priority you should be for them to be paying attention to you. Maybe not the big list, but say if you looked up something like that, like you look up, why are the Jews persecuted? Why do people hate Jews? And then a week later, you accidentally hit someone with your car and they happen to be Jewish. Could they look through your Google heart search history and ignore all that awful nasty stuff and then find that and be like whoa this is a hate crime i think regardless of that they would probably be able to know if it was an accident or not and they would probably you know it would do it depend on what the circumstances were like if it was an accident like you know without any question and it just sort of happened um then they would probably have no reason because you can see you can see the way that things took place, especially like, you know, at like say an intersection with a crosswalk, like there's going to be a camera around pretty much no matter what. True. Someone's going to have seen what happened. They're going to know that like, you know, and if it is an accident, you would have no reason not to get out and help. Yeah. You know, if you, so you don't care about privacy at all. You're, you're the most public person ever. No, I'm just saying like, you know, there, there are different places. It's sort of like how you can take pictures when you're in a public place. There are certain places where you can have an expectation of privacy. I mean, that's what I'm saying. No, I was, I was totally wrong with that. Like, you know what? You're right. But like, I'm, I'm just saying that far out thing. Like they could, it could add to your case if something were to come up, like, you know, but, but to go back, you said you're okay with the loss of privacy. Um, it depends and it depends on like what you know i'm not gonna have someone in my driveway with a camera and a microphone like listening to everything happen in my house and like watching me like in my face as i walk down the driveway like but who would be watching that all the time there you know there couldn't be enough people to possibly watch i'm not saying any one person i'm saying that's why we do it though is so that we can understand like what the type of person we are i'm not saying i advocate for it yeah i'm just saying like as it is right now there's nothing we can do to make it stop exactly that's where i'm coming from well i mean kind of we could push back but if you look at the positives i think there are some like say if 
everyone was watched to that extent to like the, the the amount of food we eat the drugs we take the the amount of water we drink everything we would understand a lot more about what causes disease what causes depression it's like oh these people haven't seen mm-hmm. another human being in three days and now they're not getting out of bed and stuff yeah i think a lot of that is already pretty well understood though i think it's just um the human mind human body well not necessarily the human mind exactly but um some of the things that affect our mood and our emotions are, are pretty well understood. Decently, um, but not really. I mean, but to, to take a break from that, do you think your mind and your body are, are one or two separate systems? I think it's concentric rings more so. I, I think it's like independent networked systems. You know, I think they both have like their own sort of like primary functions. It's sort of like how... You know, your heart has, I forget the number, some crazy number of, like, nerve endings, and your heart sends out, like, different sorts of signals regardless of your brain. Like, it has its own, it's sort of like a subsystem Mm. away from your brain that controls certain things around it and in your body and, like, your muscles and stuff like that. Yeah. It's related related to how you use your That's strange that your heart would have nerve endings, because you don't feel, like, my understanding was that underneath the skin, you pretty much don't have... It might not be nerve endings. It could be like part of a nervous system, though. Okay, yeah, yeah. just the somatosin, the the smooth muscle, the one that you don't control, like your digestive system and stuff. Uh, I think also neurons and Hmm. and like the the things that have independent like synapses. Yeah, all right, I buy it. But 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 overall, like lately, I've been thinking more and more about it. I'm like, your body is almost like a like a system that you put in place that facilitates you thinking. And it's kind of like running whatever system it's been on for the past like month. Like if you wake up and drink coffee, you're on the system that as soon as you wake up, you immediately get coffee mm-hmm. without thinking about it. And that coffee might not even help you think better at the time. And that's like a way to think, look at things like depression. Like, yeah, maybe it did help you get past this grieving point in your life or something. But now it like you're running on everyone's running on an old operating system that may have helped. Right. But I think right. they're completely separate things. I think the body and everything facilitates the mind uh yes but you have to use the mind and i mean part of your mind you know like your mind forms habits from what you do in the same way that your muscle memory forms it's like you know say exercise as a habit your muscles will want you to exercise in the same way that like the part of your brain that feels good will want you to exercise you know it's like so i think they are connected in Mm -hmm. a way i think there is you know it's sort of like how your mood can be affected by what you're eating but how you're feeling can also affect what you choose to eat you know it's not do you think you're i think you're what you want it like your gut microbiome controls what you think like it's it's a system that facilitates your mind like if you've been eating like soda every day for a week the gut bacteria in you is something that survives on soda so you eat a full meal yeah. And then you're still hungry for sugar because your body is I, facilitating your mind, you know? I think I think it's I think it's a complex system though. I don't think it's any one thing. There might be dominant species of, you know, the the various um flora and fauna. You know, there might be different types of I'm not of saying yeast. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Oh yeah. I agree yeah. with you. I agree yeah. with you. Um I think it's I think it's more fluid than that. I, I believe it does happen, but I'm not saying it's like binary in any way. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Have you, so, so 
back to addictions, I guess, because that kind of does like it's similar to muscle memory like that. It does happen when as soon as like something bad happens, it's an immediate trigger to like, okay, now, you know, like wake up, drink coffee or Mm -hmm. getting, you know, like someone cuts you off in traffic, get angry. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I think I don't know, it's hard. Like I could see possibly them being on the same sister, like them them interacting with each other. But I think more or less your body. I can't even think of a really a good analogy of how to run it. Like, it's like you're, oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's a, I'm going to be thinking of a metaphor for this. I'm going to randomly cut back to it in like a half hour from now. Okay. Um, I'll be ready. But yeah, I don't know. That's been my biggest thing lately is like, like your body kind of has a mind of its own. Have you ever had like a body, like a, a, a tweak or something or like your neck hurts and you're like, all right, I'm going to stop fucking with it. And then two seconds later, you're fucking with it again, like popping it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, totally. So, so that's that's kind of proof that your mind can't really tell your body what to do. Your body's like telling you, fucking with you. Depends though, because you know, there's I mean, there's ways you can learn how to respond to those signals, and there's things you can do to adapt to those things. I mean, as part of meditation is. Do you meditate? I have. It's been a while. And then that being said, you know, you say that as if in order to meditate you need to sit somewhere quietly and close your eyes and clear your thoughts i like to you know i like to participate in like active meditation like Throughout meditating yeah while well, i'm that's doing just being things. mindful right uh, i think it depends on how deep into the state you can get and like how much you really need to focus on what you're doing yeah I'm there with you. Um, one thing I actually want to do is I want to just try to meditate for an entire day, like without eating or anything. I mean, I might have to drink water, but just like going and just like sitting for an entire day, because that'd be a hard thing to do. Yeah, I don't enjoy sitting. Yeah, and you're I'd rather I'd rather do it like, like a walking meditation. I don't know. I mean, I could do it if there was like, you know, just like a big open space where I can like sit in like warm water sit in cool water like lay in grass be wet you would be wet as fuck after 18 hours no i'm not saying like stay there i'm saying like you know just move throughout this space with different relaxing places like sand to lay on like a rock garden okay but no no stimuli like no phone or music exactly talking okay not even stopping like you said you wouldn't even need to eat it would be nice to do that from like before the sun goes up like be out there waiting for the sun Mm -hmm. and then like be out there you know, like working in like, you know, a rock garden, a sand garden, like yeah. as the sun's setting, you know, that sounds okay. like... When you did meditate, what was the, if you, I mean, you don't really have goals in meditations, but did you, did, did it do anything for you or living in, oh, like, you know? It's definitely helped me. I, the first time I meditated was actually in a class I took when I was a junior in high school. Um, it was part of, so it was like this term i was taking a yoga slash weightlifting class and then i was taking a japanese slash meditation class i'm sorry (laughs) um (laughs) thinking with my hands uh and it was really nice the japanese and the meditation class was was it was pretty cool it was like alternating you know one week it would be three days of one thing and two days of the other and then alternate um it took me a while to be able to do it you know i was 16 years old and i didn't really have my headset on that at that point and had you taken psychedelics at that time i had yeah um and i'm sure there were things i did before then that would probably be related to meditating 
but yeah, by that point in my life, I had taken, um, oh, mostly just eaten mushrooms and tried acid a couple times. Yeah. And so where was your head at? Where, wait, at what point did you, did you switch over to living in a more meditative space, like mindful meditative? Around that same time period, uh, shortly before I took that class, I read the book Siddhartha. And as soon as I finished it, I started reading it again. It was, it was good. And then I was reading another book called Psycho-Cybernetics. It was from like the 40s or 50s or something like that. And it was about um, basically like manifesting your reality through conscious thought and intention. Um, and that was pretty nice. Yeah, it's always a funky thing for people to say, like manifesting and energy and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. if you do like Qigong or energy work or something like that, like you can't deny that you don't feel it, you know? Right, right. I don't know. Do you think you can manifest? Oh, to an extent, you know? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't tangibly interact with anything physical no but like do you think body? you can manifest no, I'm, where I'm you'll be like, in 10 years you can but I, I think it's a lot slower than that because it's not a tangible thing you do with your, like your physical body yeah. you know it's it it takes consistent um consistent like mindfulness and consciousness and you have to maintain your goals and your ambitions you can't change your mind as much as we like to do as people because new things happen yeah i don't know going back to meditation for a quick second i think the coolest thing that i've recently because i kind of read about not like whole books and into it and stuff but i'm really conflicted on if it's true or not but there's something called leaving the body it's like maha um i don't know whatever the term for the levels of meditation are but then it's just maha before that um, and it's just like monks will just like gather people around them and be like, all right, I'm going to like, you know, be done. And then they just meditate and die. Mm -hmm. And then, but part of it's like, people are like, well, if you're meditating for 80% of your day, every day, of course you're going to die meditating like statistically. And I'm like, right. That brings up a good point. Yeah, well, too. Also, if you're meditating that much, you can probably feel yourself aging pretty well. Like you're probably pretty aware of what's happening in your body. And you would also probably know, like, isn't your goal to not be aware of your body, like to just you know mm, no i i don't know i think it depends nikki and i've had this conversation and i usually have your perspective on it but um playing devil's advocate just yeah it i think i think part of it is recognizing how you feel in your body and learning how to respond to it without fear or you know whatever sort of negative reaction you would like to have yeah so so going off that do you think pain has a purpose specifically chronic pain mm, yeah I, I mean i think it depends on what causes the chronic pain because i think if it's from an injury then your pain might be there to remind you that you fucked up sometime you fucked up. do you have any any chronic pains <laughs> oh, from like absolutely. from from randomness though not from like exact events but that have just kind of accrued over your life Oh, I mean, like long-term things that build up over time, yeah. But then I can't also deny that they didn't come from things I did when I was younger either. You know, I've I've been pretty hard on my body, and I've used it. I'm still using it. You know, going back, would you have not done those things? Are you happy you did them? I love who I am as a person. It's like it's, it's like strange. I mean, that's that's one of the not arguments, but like just kind of debating of ideas that i got in with dr mass and he was having none of it but i'm like i don't know i don't think we should give the kids kids the choice to do things that will 
they'll be dealing with the repercussions for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, if you don't understand, like I, 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 a lot of my experience has helped me to be able to deal with things that have happened in my life. You know, like a lot of the things that I've seen and and felt and experienced have have sort of. I mean you know i've i've had to develop my own coping mechanism and my own way of staying like motivated and moving forward without falling into a rut so i mean yeah i've i've basically been like completely sentient and like i mean needing to pay attention to everything i do since i was like 17 years old you know like i i think without the things that happened before i needed wait what happened at 17 oh that was just when i started living independently Mm. and i was like you know when i if if, if you won the lottery and you didn't have to worry about money anymore do you think you'd fall back into that not being conscious do you think it was good like do you think the the time from birth till 17 was a good place to be where you were no that's what i'm saying that's living in the moment that's when i experienced the things that i like have needed since then Mm. you know and a lot of it seems to sort of um i mean it's hard not to recognize the um oh i want to say syncopation but i don't think that's it um the what what are you trying to say (laughs) well the the emerging patterns of Mm. how we progress through our lives you know it's like it's hard not to recognize each individual event that has been significant and say like you know this is the way it happened because of all of these things and I mean, it it seems sort of like everything is a reflection and a ripple of the events that preceded it. Yeah. Do you think you have, along those same lines, do you think you have free will? Do you think you made those decisions? I do. I do. do. Um, but I don't think... I, I See, you bring that up, and that brings up some of my deeper um, philosophical and, I guess you could say, spiritual beliefs. Like what? Um, Oh, so I have this this sort of idea of these um, like intangible and like subconscious sort of strings that that you know it's like each experience, each possibility for your life is like infinitely running strings or chords mm-hmm. or something like that. Like say on a piano mm-hmm. or a guitar or what have you like and a you know any sort of stringed instrument yeah a string um, <laughs> yes but but i i say instrument because i feel like there's the potential for them to be sort of uh overlapping another analogy i have for it is like con- you know it's like similar to the concentric rings like seed of life type thing um, like fractal you're you're getting to say fractals for the most part right yeah and like each level like each size of the ring or the each sort of connection of your string from end to end can be part of the ones around it so you could be following like this path and like you know say you're playing like a certain chord progression and that's sort of like the path you're following for that time and and you can change keys and all of that it's like um, well, along those lines, do you believe, I mean, because they don't know if the inter- universe nobody, is infinite or not, anything. but do you think, the, do you believe the universe is infinite then? I do. Because if it is and infinitely large, 
that would kind of facilitate your thing where there is a million billion infinite amount of DJs. I don't, I don't even think it is in terms of size like i don't even think it exists volumetrically beyond how we comprehend it to yeah know? i don't think it's confined in that way um yeah i think it's way beyond that i think it it's part of the fractal it's like forever folding in and, and, and out of itself what's your part or place in that universe to try and improve the things that are happening around me in the way that i feel like i need to throughout my life yeah but then what's it all for like what what is at the end of your life looking back and being like you know i put a couple more things in place and and made some things a little bit better like like i don't know my my whole my whole thought that i've i've heard and i'm like you know the one that resonated most with me i should say is that it's a momentum thing like you you you're born and then you can a little bit alter the momentum of things yeah. like so i'm just kind of trying to put in a more positive momentum you know and then yeah. you get shot into the next life or next whatever or say you do just blip out you know but at least kind of just a positive momentum for the world yeah definitely i think i think that's the same idea yeah like, but then do you think you're everyone or do you think you're just you i mean i don't i don't know what to think in that regard i like to believe that um we are all part of the same thing. Yeah. I would say that in our individual experiences right now, you and I are experiencing separate realities that are part of the same one. But that's not to say that at some level, you and I couldn't necessarily be physically connected in a way that would make sense to the human mind. You know, it's like, I mean, but it would be like way beyond, like I said, like this technology. Sort of, yeah, I guess that's the next, the only well, foreseeable way aside from dying to connect with the energy is technology. Yeah, I'm saying beyond, like beyond this realm that we're in right now. You know, it's like yeah. we could be, you know, like we could, we could be doing like a finger puppet show for ourselves. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, okay. I'm, I, I have a similar thought, which would mean that you are everyone in yeah. a way. It's just, you know, it's like you can't really see behind the curtain in this world so right now you're the finger and this finger is not a part of yourself because mm -hmm. there's like you know it's cut off by the wall but if you have that finger puppet idea then why do anything why would anything matter you know do you see so do you, you doing thoroughly it? enjoy mean, the puppet show being alive you should you do should you do your best i, I, I do everyone. i i do and i don't and i think that's part of it so when, if, assuming that you've had a depressive episode at some point in your life since having these ideas, what, what progresses you past that? Mm, I've never been too terribly depressed since um, learning my coping mechanisms and things like that that I've developed for myself. But, um, but there are lulls and there are shifts in energy. A lot of the time it's seasonal. Most of the time it's like socioeconomic and just like what are paying your attention mechanisms? to the world. Uh, basically just doing the best I can to project positivity to everyone that I come in contact That's with. That's not a coping mechanism. I'd say so. You have a really shitty day. You just got fired and everything's really stressful. Um, Your coping mechanism is to go out and just like shake some people's hands? No, for that I'd probably go home, look up, you know, what I should be doing next. I might have a couple beers and then I might you know, like sleep on it, wake up the next day. If I don't have to go to work the next day, I would probably write a song. I would probably record something and I would probably spend some time trying to find what I'm going to do next. But at the same time, like, I don't think I've ever been in a position 
and this is I mean this is just a part of like I said you know a part of who I am as a person I think I could probably get a job immediately after being fired you know like I think I could probably walk in somewhere and just be myself and even if it's a shitty minimum wage job I'd have that and I'd you know be able to get you know some of what I need to paid for within the next pay period and how do you feel about spending your time for someone else to like just like essentially selling your time I hate it but um that's that's a part of you know that's a part of my experience that's part of what you know what I need to do to exist yeah um it's not it's, what it's I want the body right now. to facilitate your free time which is your mind exactly and that's the I've analogy Boom. A it's about of... a half hour later that's my analogy <laughs> okay <laughs> i've been spending a lot of my time for someone else right now um but i've also been making sure to you know to do the things that i need to to take care of myself you know like i said like doing the exciting things with the musicians and the people that I make sound with. And what makes you like music so much? It if just it... feels, it feels right. You know, like when I play the guitar and I sing words that make sense to me, it feels good. And that music is a part of my coping me- mechanism. I, I mean, there's been several points in my life where I was writing music for no one else but myself so that I could play it and listen to it when I'm struggling and when I'm having anxiety and like remind myself that everything is going to be okay. Is it though? Yeah. I think so. I don't know, but I think the main reason that we as humans are pushing technology forward is that we fear things aren't going to be okay or like a fear of death. So we're trying Mm -hmm. to come up with an alternative. I think, I think, I think no matter what, if it gets to a point, you know, it, if it gets to a point, if it gets to a boiling point, if it gets to a point where we recognize that in order to move forward, we need to take immediate action, like something is like critical, you know, like there's there's a tipping point for everything. If mm-hmm. it gets to a point where in order for life on Earth to persist. Not life, it'll just be humans. Like I'm life saying, will but exist, I'm saying but... like, like in a sustainable way oh. for it to be right now. I mean, okay. you can say, you know, like, I'm saying like there the the entire world is one ecosystem. Mm-hmm. If certain parts of it degrade, most of life on earth would perish. It might even get to a point where it's like basically just insects and low level like single celled organisms. Which has happened like tons before. It's exactly. not the end of the universe. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying we would know before it was even close to getting to the point of no return for that to take place. Well, isn't, like, isn't would, that what's happening right now with everyone freaking out about climate change? I think there are certain people who know for a, a fact how much time we have. And I think there are basically like they wouldn't keep that a secret because this is their world too. Yeah, but they're older. They're going to die. They don't fucking care. If they don't have kids then they really don't fucking But care. not all of them are older, and, and not all of them, you know, they, there's like, there are several individuals who, you think if it, they just shot their wad, they could fix a lot of things right Do you think now. it's fear-mongering then? Or like, what, what would be the point of making people fearful of climate change, specifically young people? I think it's, I think people like Bill Gates and, and you know, in similar stances financially, um, who are trying to do beneficial things, I think they are trying to find the best means 
to make these changes because they're using their money to combat the things that we're doing. They're just not throwing all of their resources at one idea because they haven't found the best one yet. And if they if it came down to it, I'm sure they've already seen and heard ideas from multiple engineers across the world that could be good enough to move us forward incrementally if we needed to. It's just nothing is perfect. Nothing is like completely efficient quite yet. Yeah. One thing that I've kind of had is like if we do curb it so well or like like what what would happen if we like threw a bunch of algae blooms all in the ocean and say if it didn't kill all the fish or something, but it sucked all the carbon out so much so that it tipped it the other way and we were heading toward an ice age. That would almost be scarier. Well, that's that's part of the idea. You know, there's lots of ideas for removing carbon from the atmosphere, but that's not the only issue we need to address. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's certain, like, certain other you know things that we're off-gassing and and creating through our existence that yeah all right that was a whole lot Uh, we're gonna uh, I'll, i'll tell it at the end what just happened we'll skip past it for now um, but then we came back and we ate a little tra- trail mix after that, whatever the fuck life experience that was. Um, and we started talking about just kind of the way psychedelics maybe change the way that you perceive just, I don't know, almost syn- synchronicity. Like you don't, you don't talk to a person for a long time and they text you out of the blue mm-hmm. or you can almost like, you think you start thinking of Nikki, like the second that she calls, you know? Mm. Yeah, that was starting to come up in the podcast you were talking, you had me listen to. Uh, they were talking about the idea of how like your dog knows when you're coming home. Yeah, that's a time yeah. thing. Like your dog knows when it's food time if you feed him at the same time every day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you think time is like what well, time? That's what we were talking about. It's like, you know, you can never record the like you can record a video and you can record sound you can record an image but you can't record what you're experiencing within yourself and play it back to yourself at a later time but who would have the time for that do you think that someday we'll be able to record emotions or like feels well i think that's the direction we're moving with i mean few of the you know computer like sciences and and fundamentals oh even beyond that Neuralink would you know you might be able to express an immediate connection with like someone else's emotions if you could feel them happening at the same time but i think you can do that organically like i've i've felt things like that with mdma you know like a super heightened sense of empathy to the point where like you can feel like someone you know like feeling something it's almost a as you're touching feeling them. yeah yeah and yeah. it's like you can sort of feel it just like go through yourself and it feels like it starts where you're touching them like holding their hand or like with your hand on their arm or something and then like sort of like a wave crashing through you from you know and it's like from one to the other they're like I feel like those things what about yourself have you ever had that kind of experience of like the, you can almost feel your like the waves of your own emotions going up and down if oh, you've absolutely. ever done it alone 
Yeah, yeah. And it's often like one time, um, one time I did acid by myself. I was, well, I wasn't alone, but I was alone for the experience. I was camping with my mom and my brother and we were somewhere near a lake. I can't remember where it was. Um, I think it was near the coast, but, um, I took it in the afternoon before we went and sat like on the beach of the lake. And I just remember like sitting there watching the waves and not even recognizing that any time had passed. And I had just been like sitting there for, I don't even know how long, but I knew it was at least a few hours. Um, Cause like we got there sometime in the afternoon and then it was like the sun was setting. Have you ever gone to that place when you're almost like about to go to sleep? Like if you have like music on in the background or something, you go into this, like your body doesn't exist. It's almost like your Mm -hmm. mind's just like cradled. Oh, absolutely. That's a good place to be. Uh, I've, my experiences, um, breaking through or what I would say is the closest, you know, I've never done DMT, so I don't know exactly what it is like to break through, but I, I mean, I think I have an idea because when I took acid and mushrooms, it was like the most intense mushroom trip combined with like the best acid I've ever had. Um, and it was, I mean, I, it was sort of like that, like I was laying there and my mind was just sort of like wandering, listening to the lyrics in the words of the songs that we were listening to, but they were, it felt sort of like a time warp and like, like things were jutting around and everything. And then it felt like I was sort of like in the song. And then I felt like cradled. And like you said, it was just sort of like outside of my body and my consciousness had shifted to somewhere else. And then I was in this completely like blank white room with nothing around. And I started experiencing all sorts of things in there. Um, Did you get any like sort of messages to bring back? Or I like, I mean, a lot of people call them downloads. So, so basically it was like flashes. Um, there was, it was sort of like things happening like simultaneously, like as I'm like sort of floating or drifting like forward through this room. And it felt like I was being like led like chest forward, just sort of like pushed through. I don't know. That's like, how it feels when I think about it. Um, but it would be like flashes like of, of like being there and then flashed into like an experience somewhere else throughout human history, just like going through the daily routine of various like socioeconomic stances. And it would be like back in like the waiting room. And then it would be like, and I was getting closer to something and there was like this giant fountain and it was just like flashing in and out of it um yeah it was it was intense but anyway the closer i got something started sort of emerging out of it and it was like this weird like sort of like humanoid like lion entity type thing um and it was just like staring straight at me how long after that did did you did you take psychedelics for a while after that or did you were you sober like no i i that was my last like uh, big go at it. Yeah, that was my last big trip, and that was. Did it put put you off of it, or did you just feel like you've got all the? I I woke the up message. the next day and I wrote like wow. three songs within like forty five minutes, and then I just like spent the next like three days like editing that and recording it, and I mean it was it was like 
like anything I had ever thought that I could gain through an experience like that was just like any sort of comprehension I had of what things could do for me and who I am as a person was just like dissolved I was like oh my god like you know it was weird it was like I don't know it's hard to explain but I mean yeah I I came out of that feeling very good did it it make you believe that more or less that you could manifest your future um sort of both um it's like it sort of showed me that things are sort of bound to a type of cycle because in that same experience like later uh in the evening or I guess later earlier into the day like after I came out of that I like I was like sort of pulled out of that experience and like I was back in my physical body and I was just doing like these weird like I don't know sort of like yoga poses and like holding different positions unconsciously like not really thinking of it and that's just like what my body was doing where I was and you were alone mm-hmm. do you think you could have had that experience if somewhere else were there someone else was there but I was like able to just completely like shut them out uh they were in their own world too and um and we didn't really talk to each other like like we both like we both took the acid and then while we were waiting for that to take effect every 10 minutes we would eat piece of an eighth of mushrooms until it was gone um and then basically once we started like feeling it we went for a walk and then after about an hour of walking we came back because things were getting really intense yeah and then we both went our separate ways the body load of it's something else it's almost like your blood's changed out for like helium or something mm-hmm. it's almost like trying to like come out like right you can almost feel that thing like when people say you meditate how you try to like imagine the barrier between you and the, the outside world disappears it almost does that it's it's a it's not like pleasant or unpleasant it's just a feeling and you're like what is it's almost one of the most recognizable things isn't it yeah yeah i don't know but anyways that, that floating yeah, which is, I actually really want to try. I'm not to just be like a big Joe Rogan person, but like I'm like I do want to try a float tank at some point. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I've never done like a sensory deprivation tank, but I've like you know laid in the bath with the lights off, and like just sort of like chilled there as yeah. long as I could in warm water. You know. I like. I think I get to that place the most at night. Like like almost if I like stay up a little late and I, I either haven't had anything or I've taken like a nice dose of Kratom and I put on like a podcast or some music or something and you just fall into that like perfect place where you don't know if you're awake or you're asleep almost till morning sometimes. It's not like super restful, but it's such mm-hmm. a, it's like a soul healing kind of yeah. place to be. Yeah. When I, when I came out of, um, when I came out of that life changing experience, it felt like I had, like I didn't sleep I mean, I didn't sleep sleep at all that night, like not even a little bit. And I felt more like mentally and emotionally rested the next day because I was laying there like writing as the sun's coming up and like the window was like open and I could like see outside and I was like watching the sunrise and I was like just like laying there writing. It was basically a poem at that time, but it was like just was it pages about? and pages my feelings about the world and you know like what are they try to encapsulate. it's funny because i had a very similar thing and that's why i started asking people I'm like what um, would be your like tips of life like remember i started i don't know i texted you that quite a while ago i mean you mean like highlights of the things that i spoke about 
Yeah, or like, what would your poem? What would you encapsulate your poem as? Like, what what were the things that you're you're living for? Messages you got? Oh, don't be afraid of what you don't know. Um, keep moving forward. Keep your head up, and know that you're not ever alone. Like, despite how it might feel sometimes. Yeah, I like that, especially the don't be afraid of things you don't know, because that is one of the biggest things. Um, in the podcast, I think I met with Steve like three days ago. Um, I mean, it's not up yet. You couldn't have seen it, but the, one of the main things I like really, like I learned right before I started talking to him was I'm like, most of the decisions we make in our life are fear-based decisions. Like the, the reason you go get the job that you get is because you're afraid that you won't have make rent or the reason you don't do something in particular is because you're like, well, maybe this person will judge me for that. And it's like, at a certain point, I'm almost in the camp that we don't necessarily have free will. I think like 70 or 80% of our life is dictated by avoiding things that we're afraid of. And the other 20 or 30% is chasing things that bring us pleasure. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think that is the, the more meditative place to be mm-hmm. is to like kind of almost just be a human being and just watch why. Like if you've ever been addicted to a substance or something, you just watch what your mind thinks when it wants it. You know, mm-hmm. you're like... And it's just kind of, it's, it's more interesting to just observe and not be like, I don't know. It can be, it can be exhausting to try to force yourself into it. Like a, you, you see these motivational people, like I get up at fucking 4am every morning and I go on a run and stuff like that. And have you ever tried that for like one morning or so you get up? As- I used to, I, I, when I was at my, like my highest physical self, uh, I was waking up at four to go work in the garden and like turn over the compost and then I would go for pull that sucker into you. And then I would go for a bike ride for like basically try and do ten miles as fast as I could, and Jesus. then and then get ready for work. And that was when I was like in my best like physical shape, mm-hmm. you know. But I would say I wasn't in my best mental shape. I would say it it definitely felt good, and I felt good as a person. But it was definitely like some sort of escapism, trying to you know, ignore something that I'm unhappy about in my life, um, rather than trying to just do it to benefit myself. If it's not too personal, what were you, what were you more or less escaping at that point? Oh, it was just an unhealthy, drawn out relationship. And like you said, you know, it was like making decisions out of fear, not really knowing what to expect. Yeah. Um, just sort of going and maintaining the status quo rather than like trying to find something different, trying to get, you know, get into my own life and feel like what I want in my life matters. Yeah, that's great. Did you meet her? How old were you? When I met the human in particular? Yeah. Oh, like 20, I think. Oh. Were you just like scared to be alone or just scared to not have a person? No, I, I, I think I was just alone for a long time before that. I was mm. like, I was single for a while, for a year and a half or so. It's a strange thing because you probably grew more in that time when you were alone. Yeah, but it feels I mean, better to did. have someone. Definitely, you know. Did. So it's almost, but like it's almost like, like life is like a lot of cycles. Like right now we're in the middle of being alive, and then we'll be dead in the cycle, and then like we're in the middle of being awake, and then we'll be asleep. But like being like relationships or whatever that is, like that's a strange cycle because it feels so much more comfortable to be one. Mm-hmm. But you do, you grow a lot, and and you become who you are when you are alone. To an extent, I think good relationships yeah. can facilitate it. Right, exactly. And that's that's the goal is like to be in a healthy relationship so you can both grow together. Yeah. Um, to facilitate each other's growth because, I mean, it's really hard to make like big impactful 
changes in this world by yourself. And as soon as you have one other person fully committed to you and you to them for their ideas of how to go about that, you increases. I mean, your increase is... Is double. Yeah. It's at least 100% more than it was. Yeah. And that's strange. Then from there, almost, you gotta, you gotta... What's the step after that for you? Family or community? I think it's... I don't think it's binary. I don't think it's like one or the other. I think it's every direction yeah. in the way that makes the most sense as it's happening. Yeah. All right. So, so say you get to the end where you're affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. What are some What are some ways that you'd really want to send out aside from don't use single plastic, you dumb fucks. <laughs> uh, obviously, if I had any say in it, there wouldn't be what is essentially slave labor. You know, like it would be non-existent in the world. People basically, um, I mean, we're essentially utilizing slaves to harvest like cacao beans and cola beans for products that we consume you know um something just to play devil's advocate here um i've heard but really quick pull pull that sucker like down and yeah be, be mean with it and then pull it toward you there we go now we're talking um i've heard that like the like the people aren't necessarily being forced to work there and like the no. fact, like be, being paid a couple cents a day it's something that they choose over not doing right, it. Right, And I, that's, that's the mentality that I'm often reminded of. You know, that's like the reality of what's happening. It's like, it's the best option in that situation. It's like, um, it's like, you know, sweatshops in China making the Nikes. Sure, they're maybe making a dollar a day, but that's better than not doing it otherwise they wouldn't yeah you know and because it's some not cases, slave labor they're not being forced to and not that i'm defending it. i'm playing no, devil's and advocate in some cases though they might be forced into Ooh, it like then that's bad like when you're talking about like the cartels that are controlling you know because like dole and like del monte they're basically cartel export brands mm-hmm. well know? to take it one step further What's the difference between what's going on there and having to work? Like for you right now, having to work two jobs just to support rent and paying for a car to get to those jobs. Well, I can choose to do a different job. You know, I can choose to do something else. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of the situation I'm in right now. It's like I've established that in order for me to be able to work, like in order for it to make sense mathematically for me to do something different than I am right now I would need about 17.50 an hour or 32 to 35k a year in order for it to make sense for me to make that commitment away from you know what I'm doing right now Um, part of that is because I work four days a week pretty intensely but then I work three days a week doing something that I enjoy with a lot of creative freedom oh cool so it's like what's the creative freedom job Working at the homebrew shop. Oh, you know, nice. Like, we're in, I mean, Nikki and I are putting in uh, a tempe sort of um, incubator that will be able to make like massive amounts of tempe for dirt cheap. And, you know, every five days we could refresh it. And What's tempe? Tempe, it's, uh, it's like cultured, it's traditionally cultured soybeans. Um, or, um, I was reading about it actually. Uh, there's also traditionally um, bunkuk beans. It's what do you use this Java. for? Like, like Tempe, it's food. Oh, it's okay. fermented foods. Yeah. Um, so it's like cultured beans, 
traditionally soy or bunkuk, but um, I think that's how you say it. I have no idea. It's from the Java region of the world. Uh, but yeah, so. So what are you so doing? Like, are you like canning them and sending them off? Like, what, what? No, it, we'll be eating it. It'll be like our primary source of protein. Wow. Uh, because it's like insanely bioavailable and efficient and like energy efficient and um you know like as far as a food goes the things that you can combine in it to make like a complete you know like nutritional yeah substance. is it like sauerkraut i can't even wrap my head around this it's um, cultured so beans? it's 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 beans that are cultured with mycelium of a fungus that grows between the beans it's basically like a Con- mushroom cake okay yeah does it taste good it tastes really good really bring yeah. some for me next time okay it smells it basically when you smell it it basically just smells like really pure clean air like, really yeah does it taste like that uh it tastes kind of sweet and kind of nutty but it depends on what you make it out of it tastes like you know the beans you're using to make it and then like a little bit sweet and like fresh does and it hold well you can steam it and freeze it nice yeah that's crazy what got you on that path are you i mean is it the goal for you and your partner to be eating or for like a wider audience? It'd be nice if we could turn people onto it and show them how to make it themselves. And that's a big part of who I am too, is empowering people to create the things for themselves rather than needing to buy a product. Yeah. Cause that'll eliminate, you know, a lot of packaging and a lot of waste in transferring materials around and also the costs of like the markup, you know, for a pre-made pre-processed tempeh that you can buy from the store versus buying the beans and maintaining your own culture yeah i like that coming from i mean i brew kombucha myself it Mm -hmm. it just feels good to almost be like making your own food and stuff but Mm -hmm. i think it'd be hard to like how how hard would it be to sustain everything like i mean i personally would have probably chickens for eggs and a cow for milk and then just vegetables, but then you can't freeze the vegetables all year. So all winter, you're just having you eggs and can milk. Can things though. You can use yeah. jars to can things. You can dry things. You know, let's like beans. Is that a goal for you? Would, would you ever just beans. go completely off the grid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But then you wouldn't be making an impact on the world. Would you be okay? Like, would, would, like I would. I wouldn't just exist. I wouldn't shut myself off from the world, but I oh, would. Okay. I would go and live independently of it. Like I would, you know, I would establish my own sort of like place to encourage you know similar behaviors i mean it's a goal like a commune. of commune you're gonna a goal open of up a commune not necessarily because i would i wouldn't want to establish other like permanent residents you know um i would want to maintain like our own personal sanctuary but i would like to also provide sanctuary for other people uh, in various capacities that is interesting. Um, to take it back to what we were talking about, what a, what a, so you've had a super productive life-altering experience on one substance. Have you ever tried any substances that you think hold no value and aren't mm. good, per se? That's such a subjective term, good. But like yeah, any substances that are I maybe mean, do more bad than good in your life. Well, there's a lot that do. I enjoy, you know, I enjoy drinking beer, but I don't, you know, I've definitely felt certain dependencies ebb and flow through my experiences with it um i have been in mind states where i felt like it was something that like i needed so i could have the energy to like you know maintain 
my own like calm in a way um but now i have a relationship with it where it's like you know i might have a beer and then i'll be like i'm gonna have another beer like in my head but then like before i'm done even drinking it i'm like i don't really know if i want one nice um and it's hard because i enjoy a lot of like the the complexities and the flavors and understanding like where they come from and why and how it all happens um and also like the completely random and chaotic aspects of it that are unpredictable um but i i guess i don't really necessarily enjoy the effects of alcohol anymore you know whereas at one point i felt like i needed to feel that i'm with you i can't really drink anymore it just feels like <laughs> shit yeah like you feel good for like 20 but i feel the same way about uh marijuana i do not like it very much anymore because i've i've gone through lots of lots of ups and downs with with that in my life um i've definitely determined that i enjoy eating it far more than i enjoy smoking it and for the most part i i pretty much just like indica's uh sativas generally give me pretty bad anxiety and some hybrids and everything but um that anxiety is such a weird feeling. Do you have like body anxiety? Do you get all tight or just like mental like running? Oh, sometimes I just like, I don't know, like space out and like get really bad posture and like. Yeah, that's bad. I've heard that people are taking myself. really, really, really high doses of um, edibles under like therapy situations as almost like a pseudo psychedelic, like a oh, ther- like an yeah. MDMA therapy, but with cannabis that's why that's why i like edibles so much it's it's i mean the way that i have been going about it and consuming edibles it's um it's definitely beneficial to me and it's made it it's made it a lot more enjoyable like when i'm at work doing my job you know because i'll eat a piece of chocolate most of the time before i go clock in and then i'll eat another one on like my break or my lunch and like that gets me through the day i'm i feel like i'm better at the job i'm doing you know i feel like i'm more pleasant to be around um and it's not so much that i am unpleasant to be around otherwise it's more so that i just it sort of opens some of the underlying like structures that we establish in our minds and it like relaxes my subconscious a little bit more so i'm like more present in the moment of the tasks that i'm doing yeah so it's easy do you, do you find it easier to be in like a more meditative headspace absolutely yeah and really like like focus on what i'm doing without needing to think about it and let my mind like explore you know the patterns that it sees and all of the ebbs and flows of people and products that go through the store and everything like that. Yeah, that's interesting. And I mean, and, and part of it is like, what's the point of even like watching a lot, like watching your own thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, right before we cut off, we were probably about to get to the to the answers of the universe because uh, <laughs> so so for everyone else, what happened was um, I, I kept hearing like, help, help me. And I thought um, DJ's partner, Nikki, was like watching something on our phone or something. And then it kept happening. I'm like, OK, what's going on? And I went outside and this woman. Um, so we're, we're really close to a lake, Fern Ridge. Um, and she like almost drowned or something. Their their kayak had tipped over, and I'm like, Jesus, okay, what? And then I heard muttering, and some guy with like like big scary looking kind of guy with completely naked. He was just had like a like a 
life jacket. Yeah, like a life jacket around his junk was just like, why didn't you come help? I'm like, I didn't fucking know you guys were drowning. And apparently their 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 kayak had tipped probably about a quarter mile out and they just like their dog i mean the guy was all scratched to hell and they'd just been coming all the way back and i mean i just ran out i'm like dj help <laughs> you know i was like how what's the quickest way for us to make this scenario not happening here mm-hmm. you know so i mean we drove him i mean dj drove him back and i was like because i don't want to drive alone have someone in the back seat that's sketchy mm-hmm. just i hate that i you know yeah i mean that's such a weird thing that like no one likes someone being behind them even if you trust the person mm-hmm. I don't know why it is. Do you think it's just like that evolutionary, like, like you're in danger? Yeah. I mean, you know, how do big cats sneak up on you? Oh. Good point. It's like, how do these things happen? It's not even just big cats. It's dogs, too. Yeah. Everything. People. Lots of predators. Other monkeys. Try and sneak up from behind you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. So some people will completely, um, oh, what was even the post? Someone was like, um, I think relationships are overstated in our society and I think community is more important and I like I made the comment I'm like well if you look at like other animals they'll literally put their lives at risk just to mate during mating season like most other animals mm-hmm. and they're like I think bringing it to biology is a reductionist point of view I'm like I think right. ignoring biology is like being retarded about it like how would you not know that like yeah. okay literally millions of years of evolution have led us to where we are as soon as a male honeybee breeds with the queen its testicles explode and it dies like the moment after really that's part of that's part of how they breed it's like every male honeybee that creates another bee is dead they must create more than one oh yeah i'm sure like every every time you know because they do the egg thing you could have a couple hundred eggs okay because i'd be like that would make sense it seems like if any bee died then they just slowly be losing bees right bees yeah, are no. crazy there's a we have a, a hornet thing out here like where they like go in and they can't get out and one day i just like i'm like it was probably like three or four days ago <clears throat> i just stopped and watched him like what's it like for a bee to die i'm like it's a wasp fuck them um but it was such like it almost looked like a like a like a almost like a little robot like where it's like had this exact thing that it was going to do as it like l- loses more and more energy and starts drowning more and more i'm like jesus mm-hmm. and there's you know i mean there's a hundred in the bag because there's a whole bunch of uh hornets around and i'm like bugs are weird man bugs are like the simplest algorithm running Mm -hmm. and then you know other animals other animals other animals but i really think that we are still just an algorithm except our mind is like a separate thing that gets to enjoy our body's algorithm yeah but yeah i don't know Makes sense it makes sense in that in that yeah so that's where i'm coming up like our mind and our body is separate like i don't know i think your your mind is the thing that processes the input for your body yeah i I mean i guess okay being in that perfect meditative state is where you're not really involved in your body like you're not reacting immediately yeah something happens and you just hang out and watch the reaction think why okay well why would i curse at that person who cut me off in traffic you know like i guess the goal is to be like more and more separate and then eventually you can just meditate your way out of there i don't know death is such a strange concept isn't it Mm, i think there are lots of strange concepts for death like what? What do you what do you think happens when your lights go out? I think I see. This is part of what I was getting to uh, before the cut. Um, I I so part of one of my experiences, I sort of had this this feeling, and it was a different one where I was also flashing into like other experiences and other sorts of places in life, in different places and points in time of 
human history as and I mean I could have imagined all of it I mean it happened in my head so none of it was actually real that I know of but it felt as though I was shifting from one plane of existence in this time in this you know point of our reality as it's happening right now into a different one earlier on you know like way earlier on um a different like places like peasant and like you know just sort of like experiencing walking around and and so i i have this i don't know i have this underlying sensation that it i mean that it's like you're not just like stopping it's like the you that's here is leaving this experience but that doesn't mean you're leaving all experience you you might feel like you've just woken up from a dream and you're flashed into you know like some time long ago and you write a story about what you saw when you were sleeping or whatever yeah. you know it's like so in that sense what do you think when someone close to you dies how does it affect you uh i like to remember them you know and like for who they were um I mean, I've had I've had some good people that I know in my life leave this place, and I'm glad that I got to experience my time with them while I did. Um, and I'm sad that they're gone, but that's I mean that it's inevitable. No it's one, inevitable, but yeah. the society is like, you better be really sad when this happens. But it's like it's yeah. guaranteed to happen. Yeah, Why can't I, we all I, just have a you know, different view on you it? You go through your, your process and your understanding. I'm, I don't know. I, I feel pretty fortunate uh, to have the ability to see things the way that I do. I'm, I process things pretty well. Um, and a lot of it is hard to put into words. And a lot of how I feel about it is hard to explain because I'm trying to use ideas from what I experienced as a different plane of existence to describe something using like my human mind and my human words, you know, it's like, it doesn't really do it justice. It's, it's hard to, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it felt like I was like coming up for air out of like what would be just like a pool of, you know, consciousness and like taking like, just like dripping out, and that was like a life experience and you're like how long rejoined. did it feel like that lasted like did you do you feel like you had it like you knew how long it lasted uh one and, time it felt like i don't know one one time it felt like i was experiencing like thousands of years like you've had you've gone to this place twice or multiple times yeah yeah not not in the exact same way and not with the exact same experiences yeah but um but yeah the first time it was um just mushrooms and it was all it was like I was I had taken ten grams of mushrooms and I was oh my God. trying to go to sleep. Oh my god. That's and every insane. time I closed my eyes it felt like I was in like just like so this this comes back to like the idea of um you know, your experience is like one That's string. Insane. That's almost as, a half an ounce. Yeah, it was oh like my god. <laughs> uh I, I I kept coming back to this idea. I called it like my heartstrings. Um like it was like the idea of like heartstrings like projecting out of your soul and like the chord you're playing is like the specific 
you know, like connecting experiences that are running parallel to each other, like endlessly in both directions. And, um, and it felt like every time I was closing my eyes and starting to fall asleep, I would wake up and I had like shifted to like a different key or a different octave or something. Yeah. Um, and it was like I was in the same one, but I was in like one that was like really close to it. That was like just a little bit different. Yeah. yeah shit's crazy like that. Like, I don't know. Like sometimes you do feel like you could almost have flipped over into another <laughs> version of whatever your life could be. But yeah. speaking of, what, you, what what's your take on memories? Just what memories are? The fact that our whole lives kind of TV and media has shown us like, oh, memories are this like super vivid yeah. things we remember. But really it's like pretty sketchy yeah it's like a quick picture with maybe like a, a like part of a song if you were listening to that it is not much i remember feelings better than i remember anything else and i can feel similar feelings what's you know, one of your like, most vivid memories um there's some memories like i every time i talk about the flashing through different life experiences every single time as i'm explaining it as I'm talking about how I felt it, as I'm moving through, like replaying that in my mind, every time I think about it, I feel like this like overwhelming sensation and like my eyes start welling up and like my voice gets a little shaky, like every time, like it's happening right now, you yeah. know, and just thinking about it, yeah. you know, and every time I play some of the songs that came out of it, especially when I was playing them for people who I haven't before, I get a similar feeling. It's like, it, it just feels like everything is like exactly how it's supposed to be you know it's like just projecting out as much positivity as i possibly could be in that moment you know and like i don't know it's it's hard to explain but it feels really good it feels really light and really warm really yeah. positive it is a strange feeling to be well enough from that just like i'm trying my best mm -hmm. you know I don't know. Have you ever uh, taken them in a place where you weren't maybe in the best headspace? And, and what did it kind of show you like a mirror of what you're doing um, in not a good way? Not necessarily. Actually, it's kind of um, interesting you say that. So one time I took acid and I went to a revolution concert with uh, one of my friends who I've lost recently. And um, and it was it was it wasn't necessarily the situation or the headspace I was in that felt uncomfortable or negative, but it was uh, going to the show, going to the concert, being like right in front of the stage, all of the like light show and all of like the imagery being projected from them didn't, f it felt very disingenuous and it felt sort of like that, um, the thing you were talking about where they're like, you know, advertising straight to you or whatever. It felt like everyone, who was watching that was was there like it was like they were there just for like that you know like that experience it wasn't i don't know it felt like it was a an image thing yeah it felt like it was like a i don't know it was hard to explain but it felt pretty ingenuine yeah disingenuous and insincere and it felt sort of like by this like by this experience you know yeah. and there was like a like a on the stage there was like a vip lounge area that was like full of people that were all like dancing and screaming and everything and it all felt i don't know i i've started using a term babylonious because like the imagery all felt sort of like it was being projected at like a certain type of person um and i've seen it in other things too um and it's usually related to circles 
in various arrangements, usually involving like pyramids and triangulations and overlapping like black and white and like projecting like you know like the all-seeing eye into like the negative space of the light show so you'll be like projecting your lights outward to create their shape and then what's in the shadows is like the all-seeing eye was like the pyramid wouldn't you do that though if you could if you had awesome live shows and you could do that wouldn't you just fuck with people a little bit like someone's tripping like is that a fucking eye man you're like but, it totally but is who who is doing it who the because light show the board light show guy that it's his job but, just to pick those lights and he's like you know what i'm gonna fucking fuck with all these donors <laughs> but if i don't know like with this band in particular with revolution it's like and and then again like playing the devil's advocate for myself i don't fault them for going the path that they did i mean what the fuck are you gonna do if you make it big you're gonna keep going yep. you're not just gonna stop yep. especially if you are sincere with what you're trying to accomplish if your goal is to spread your message to as many people as you can then why would you ever stop what you're doing especially yeah. like in front of it you know well a lot of great people did that like uh yusuf cast stevens did that jim carrey kind of did that like a lot of people like completely take breaks yeah but and then maybe re-enter it's not necessarily because they don't want to keep going a lot of them do it because they feel alone or they feel depressed you know like a lot of content creators who stop creating content aren't stopping because you know they're not getting somewhere with it a lot of people stop because they feel disconnected from the real world like kendrick lamar he took a break for a long time and he pretty much lost himself to like cocaine and alcohol through that you know and he doesn't really confront it directly but you can see it in sort of like the way that he shifted like the way that he changed his um i guess provocative towards or his prerogative is the word i was looking for you know through sound and music because he came out of nothing trying to make something of his life and then as soon as he did it was all about like partying and drinking and like fuck the police just like everyone else yeah that is a lot to have a now what moment yeah you know i guess that's what i've more or less been doing this to talk about people from different walks of life to be like have you had a now what moment and if so what's your fucking goal because it's interesting. It's interesting here, especially because most people's, no one's is like, I just want to succeed on my own. Everyone, like, who I've talked to, I don't just, like, pick every, like, mm -hmm. random person. Like, I'll talk to anyone. Like, I'm, like, kind of, like, you know, just, like, a small vetting in the middle. Like, okay, cool. And then people tend to just be like, I just want to help. I just want to spread the good that I've been given. I'm extremely lucky and fortunate. I almost, like, not guilty, but, like, instead of just feeling guilty about it, it's just like, all right, I'm just going to try my best to repay it. You know, but it's almost like how, how's the, that's my whole thing lately is like how, what's, what takes the least amount of time to make the biggest impact on the most people and for the best, for the better, mm -hmm. which is almost like a utilitarian way of looking at it, which a lot of people think is simplified, but I'm almost like, it makes more sense to, to whatever decision you make should be toward the happiness of the most people. Not that this affects anyone, but yeah, if I'm you trying. could, like I, along what you're saying, if you could synthesize an organic compound that would be scalable to the point where you could eliminate fossil fuel consumption and have like a carbon negative future well you don't want carbon negative we don't want an ice age but to a point where it's back to something stable we know. need to get rid of some you think so you know? yeah uh, elon musk was talking he said for a long like he thinks we were carbon deprived and now we're getting into a good place of where we should be 
Which I don't know. I obviously sounds like I'm parroting something I didn't look wants, into. He wants the sheep to stay here and not try and leave to Mars when he takes all of our water with him. How do you bring water? Oh, I don't know. Um, he'll figure it out. He'll have the money to do it. Oh my you know? god! Would you go to Mars? No, I I barely like it on Earth. Oh my god! I heard <laughs> he's at Burning Man, which would be a kind of cool place to like. I mean, he just has like a, a big yacht there because he has all the money in the world, you know. At where? At Burning Man. Burning Man. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure Burning Man is basically getting to a point where it's like, you know, it's a pretty elitist type experience i'll say that it's a it's definitely not like for the free spirit like it used to be it's for like the really rich free spirit which is basically just like every resort you know yeah do you think there's a new place for the free spirit where would you go if you just want to be dj doogle shooting around do and this comes back to everything spreads out it's like let you know let certain people keep the things that they're a part of but i'd start my own things you know i'd like establish a consistent place where people can come anytime where you can you know it's like because i know people that i care about and i know people who care about me you know and like if if i had the place to do it and people wanted to do it then we'd do our own thing and we wouldn't have to worry about the image we would be there for the experience and not just to post shit on our instagram that'd be cool do you think it turned into a big meditation resort or what would it ideally be i mean it could be you know it doesn't have to be any one thing this is this is the idea man it's like having you know a, a sanctuary where you can come and be yourself and relax and like you know express yourself in any way you want to or get away you know have a place where you can go and be alone or have a place where you can come and be a part of a show in front of a few hundred people you know whatever you know that'd be cool that's the goal are you making the the seeds of that anywhere i know you're starting up like a that's why i'm that's why i'm trying so hard right now i'm trying to make incremental steps towards it i mean it might not be something i get to participate in outside of hopefully one day providing you know the facilities to do it but I'd like to at least get that far in my life and pass that on to someone else to do after me, you know. Are you going to have kids, ideally? Uh, Yeah, we want to have, I I think we want to have two kids, I don't know, we'll see. (laughs) That's so funny, just like a replace yourself in the world or like people to, I mean, what's what's your thought process with that? Try and improve things the best we can. Because people totally look at the world, they're like, wow, I want to put a kid into this sick fucking twisted world. I mean, people see people see having children and not having children both as selfish in different ways. You know, like some people say having a kid to perpetuate your genetics is a selfish mentality, but then some people say not having kids so that you can perpetuate yourself in this reality is selfish. You know, it's like I I think we're at a point where there's so many people having kids unintentionally and they're getting lost by the wayside in our society as it is especially with the access to you know like social media and and facetime and like screen you know like not facetime the app or whatever the program but like facetime like seeing the world face to face with people disconnected Mm -hmm. you know um that we we need as many people as we can who are willing and capable of having children responsibly and you know putting them 
out into the world with as much intention as they can and not like I don't know and it's hard because like I wasn't a planned child you know like my parents didn't want to have kids when I was conceived and here I am you know it's like trying to get through it yeah but but then there's like there's lots of people who were just born like I have a friend who's an attorney now he didn't want to be an attorney but he had no idea what the fuck else he was gonna do he, he thought he wanted to be an architect and he hated architecture school like he wanted to be a political scientist and turns out he hates political science you know his dad's an attorney so now he's an attorney he doesn't enjoy it but he's good at it it's <laughs> such a weird thing like people just want to be people they just want to be mm-hmm. alive and form relationships mm-hmm. and do positive well it's like this weird thing of like why would you want to perpetuate the current system like what's at what's the point of it you know like you go to these jobs that are just like self like these little loops that are created just to give people jobs like there's going to be people to build the walls and then there's people you know like to dig the tunnels to get around the walls like there are these things like there's i think there are totally necessary jobs it's because when it's happening it feels like we have a lot of time and we need to fill it with tasks yeah but i mean i feel like we just need to balance balance the scales a little because some people are addicted to the money side of things and they've systematically taken advantage of everyone who isn't quite up to speed or well to go to even having the option to to counter it if there's a job that you could take that's just taking two glasses of water and pouring one into the other and then pouring one into the other but you get your thirty-five thousand a year would you stop working your job now to go do that it depends how many like how much time do i have to put into that you know how much how much time you could quit any time no but but i'm saying like what is I'm getting $35,000 a year to do what? Just to take, you can't listen to music or anything, just to take glass from, water from one glass, any meaningless task. But for how long? It's like I'm salaried, so what is my like, time eight, eight, commitment? 40 hours a week. Or 40 whatever. hours a week? Or what, what, what time commitment would be okay with? Yeah, 40 hours a week. Is my goal to keep all of the water in the cups and not spill any of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because if I did that, then I you know, I would be able to make a much bigger impact on the world than I can right now. In your free time. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's you you wouldn't try to find a job that you can derive meaning from while you're at work. That's why I'm that's doing the what goal. I am right that's now. That's the goal. You know, that's what I'm doing right what I am right now. Yeah. Because I need to be doing two jobs. One of them is fulfilling in that I'm providing a service that's needed for the world. You know, I'm you know providing you're playing your role yeah i'm doing my part to get people produce or whatever organic produce at that and it's like some of the best you can get in town so that's cool and almost closed loop zero waste other than the plastic and fucking packaging involved (laughs) bullshit but none of it none of the food ever makes it to the garbage none of the food ever goes to the garbage nothing that we handle makes it to the garbage if anything if it's like beyond human or animal consumption it gets turned into compost through um lane forest products that's cool that's a good job you're playing your being an npc for a couple hours like being your part of society and and i have uh 
I have the ability, and this is what I mean by like part of why I'm here is to improve things that I go through passively. I'm one of a few people who's been like, there's been a terrible turnover rate at where I work. And I'm one of the few people I've been there about six months, but I'm like one of the only people besides people who've been there for years who have been there that long. And now it's to a point where they're like, okay, you can do these things. I've already written two standard operating procedures for, you know, jobs that we hire people to do. I'm working on developing another system for how we receive product and how we organize it. Um, like part of what I'm doing is changing the way things are being done so that it works better and more efficiently. There is less waste, you know, and it's driven by them wanting to save money. But my motivation for it is they'll end up throwing less consumable food into even compost, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, and I'm getting paid more to do that than I was when I was just stocking the shelf. So that's cool. That's a win-win. One of my biggest things is I think people would be more than happy to play their role, like be an NPC for a couple hours a week. Like I think people would be happy up to 20 hours a week. I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay doing anything for 20 hours a week. Like if that's my paying my debt to society to keep mm -hmm. the machine that is society Absolutely. turning. But I think the current system is taking advantage of people and oh, working yeah. them overtime and barely giving them enough just to stay alive and pay for rent or yeah, like and that's just here yeah oh you're my talking god about the u.s like but that's i think what should be one of the bigger changes that should made and if that is something more towards socialism that change should be made where people's time is valued more than just giving them tasks i and, and see this is another part of my perspective of it I don't mind the 40 hours part of it, but if it could be 40 hours in four days, that would be dope. Because, like, if you're getting paid enough that you can make changes and progress in your world that will outwardly positively affect the world around yours, and you're spending, you know, say 10 hours a day with an hour lunch and two 15 minute breaks, you can start and stop. At any points, but they're 10 hours apart, you can pick them. You could even break it up into two five-hour chunks in a day. Four days a week, and then you have three days off to do anything you want. Yeah. I like that, but the biggest thing is, if you have 40 hours of work, but really, it's like 30 hours of work, but yeah. you have to be clocked. That's why I'm really against like things where it's just like, all right, you're like, you're here. It depends on what you're doing, and that and that could even come back to let people who want to work with their hand, like if everybody was receiving something similar or um, directly proportionate to what they were generating, you know, like if you're receiving a percentage of what you're making for a company rather than a wage because it's the minimum they have to pay you, mm -hmm. then you'd be incentivized to work better and more you would be you i mean you would be incentivized to do the job you're enjoying mm -hmm. you know some people want to work with their hands i like working with my hands i also really like working behind a computer you know i really like typing code but i also really like typing stories yeah. you know so it's like and if all of it was directly related to the product you're producing or you're helping generate then i think everybody would enjoy their life experience more you know instead of being like you know if there was like a universal hub where you could be like i'm doing this today and then you were like 
the artist for the day or the history teacher for the day and you're getting a percentage of what that is doing and it's like calculated you know we it, let, it wouldn't we be, it couldn't AI. be on a day-to-day basis because you have tasks that are like years long it'd have to be no like i know a, I'm, like a term I, basis. it was an exaggerated yeah no yeah know, it was hyperbolic but that would be cool you know but yeah i don't know all these things were like you have to pick your life path years in advance to get the the things to get the job and then by the time you do it you're already sick of that industry mm-hmm. it's a weird world all right well i'm getting tired of heck yeah i appreciate too. i appreciate you coming here oh man this um is... sorry we had that sketchy ass thing where we i don't know i guess um <laughs> yeah thanks for for everyone watching listening uh hopefully it'll queue up well even though i had to stop it in the middle you can clap again. I'll make a clap again. All right, take care, man. Me too, buddy. You lift me up so I can fall back down again. Light as a feather, we're just two birds of the same old skin. And when my cup is drained, I know you'll call the rain to fill it up. Same, release me from my pain, and if it overflows down this street, we'll roll towards those old crossroads to where it all began. I know you don't mean to feel so afraid. Of your guilt and shame I hope they dissipate Take time, go slow We will find our pace When we find our place Amidst this endless space We are on our way Towards the better days breaks through the gray and dries up all the rain and here we are again here's our cup my friend the cycle never ends we will never quit look into my eyes can you see with our hands 
And when our cup is full, the moons will push and fall. The skies will open wide. The stars will show our signs. Our arrow flying straight. Our beacons lighting our way. And as the new day breaks, only love remains.